Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. 50 years, silver anniversary, Royal Pizza. Edmonton owned and operated, and they've got silver anniversary specials coming. From Indian locations, 14 plus locations now in Edmonton. Visit Royal pizza.ca download the royal pizza app for the app store all right you can reach us on our river Cree resort and casino hotline and we're going to go to uh mark who's been patiently waiting on line number one through the break hello mark how are you i'm well and you good what's going on i'm just curious yep curious as to uh, why nobody thinks evan bouchard can make the lineup this is upcoming season I think because the perception is that a lot of fans think the Oilers have rushed some players along the way, and they and you know what, uh, Mark, when you have a new GM and a new head coach, in those situations, generally speaking, there tend to be more surprises than people think, right? Because it's a different regime, so it's a fair question about Bouchard. Um, some people say, well, there's absolutely no way he should be in the lineup. And others would say, hey, isn't it wide open? I mean, uh, I'm thinking he's going to come up and knock it out of the park and take a top two spot. Wow. Right out of training camp. You think so? I think he's that good. Just as good, if not better, than Kale McCarr in Denver. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, now, McCarr is a year. McCarr was a 2017 draft, right? Fourth overall. But remember now, uh, Bouchard's also a late birthday, so he's a little bit more experienced than a lot of other kids. Um, I would be happy, you know what, I would be happy if at this time next year we were talking about Evan Bouchard as being a second-pairing right-shot offensive puck-moving defenseman. And, you know, and the thing I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there right now. Other fans need to support this guy and not turn on this guy if there's ever mistakes. Because they had two top four right shot defensemen. They had Justin Schultz and they had Jeff Jeff Petrie. And those guys are both top four NHL right shot defensemen. Now, in the case of Schultz, he plays behind uh, Chris Letang in Pittsburgh, but he's had a 50-point season in the NHL. He's a pretty good puck-moving defenseman. And unfortunately for Justin Schultz, his first two years in Edmonton, he played with Nick Schultz at the end of his career and Andrew Ference at the end of his career. And those guys were not top four NHL D. And if anything, at that stage, they were they were really kind of third-pairing guys, and the Oilers didn't have better. And a lot of people, you know, absolutely, um, I, I'd say the market kind of turned on Justin Schultz a bit. I, I really yeah. believe that. And I, I, don't, I think they blew it. I think they were wrong. And, and I think Justin Schultz has gone. And people say, well, he went to Pittsburgh. They played him in the third pairing. It's just because of the makeup they had of that team at that time. He's a second-pairing right shot D. And Petrie? And this is the problem when you're a skilled puck-moving defenseman. Maybe you're not the most physical guy, right? Yeah. And I, I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens with Bouchard. That's that's an interesting one. And i got to be honest, I don't have him slugged in to make, slotted in to make the team at the start of the year. 
Okay. I'm pulling for him, though. I like him. I, well, I think a lot of Oilers fans are pulling for him. He's an important part of their future. Thanks, Mark. Okay, thank you, Bob. Yeah. Okay. You bet. 780-496-0063. Again, by 2021, by 2021, Bouchard, I'll have him on the Oilers team for 2021. Benson, I'll have him on the Oilers team for 2021. And Yamamoto for 2021. I'm just not there yet. Like I, I, I'm thinking if you're planning on those guys not being there to start, you're probably off in a better spot. Let's go to Brett on line number two. Hi, Brett. How are you? What's going on, Bobby? How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, one thing, this fan, this fan base is just a real incredibly negative group of people, and we seem to turn on very young players real quick. I, like you said, hope they don't do that to Bouchard. I hope they don't do that to any of our players because we got to support these guys and just let them marinate, let them grow, and let them develop. And I'm just, I'm just jacked for this season. I'll let you go. Thanks. Wow. Uh, okay, well, there you go. I think the fan base has been pretty good, but I do think when it comes to, you know, when it comes to puck moving, maybe what we term as softer defense, like the games change. That's the other thing that's occurred here. But in Jeff Petrie's case and in Justin Schultz's case, the owners just simply didn't wait long enough with those guys. Right? They didn't. That's on management, too. And uh, the structure of what Edmonton had played a factor, too. It did. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, what about Samarukov? From Drew. Fair comment. Like, Dave, put it this way. At no point would I have said over the last seven years, Edmonton has a top 10 farm system. If we're operating under the context that Marodi is centering Benson and Yamamoto to start in the A, and you've got Samarukov and Bouchard in the minors. That's There's some good prospects there for the organization. I mean, I'm, I almost feel a bit for Ethan Bear because I'm not sure where he's going to fit. Because I think Jones and Lagasin are going to get a shot. And Joel Person on a one-way deal at a million bucks, right shot D. Yeah. He's going to get a look, too. Long look. But it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, that was the fans' fault those guys were traded? Are you kidding me? That's something out of Red Deer. It's not what I'm saying. Okay? I just said that the organization didn't wait long enough on the players. But I was here in the final days of Justin Schultz. It wasn't pretty. Right? It wasn't pretty. Petrie, I, I think that the Oilers needed to be more patient with and understand that there was valuation in what he brought. Bob, would the Oilers be interested in Frolik or Brody uh, out of Calgary from Cody? I have no interest, zero interest in Michael Frolik. Zero interest in him whatsoever. Uh, TJ Brody? I think he, I do think TJ Brody could get traded. I've suggested Dallas makes sense for TJ Brody. Bob, if the orders sign Raphael Lavoie, will he be at training camp? He has not been signed yet. He is currently at the summer showcase, which is in Michigan, uh, trying to make an impact for Team Canada. He will be at orders training camp to answer that question for you. 
Bob, I wonder if Dallas Aikens is going to chop wood and carry water in California. It's a little warmer there. Might be tougher. Dallas, you know, learned a lot. If you read the pieces that Eric Stevens and Mark Spector wrote about him, uh, respectively on The Athletic and on Sportsnet about Dallas Aikens, it sounded like he took a lot of personal responsibility for his failure here during the 13-14 season, the first half of the 14-15 season before he was fired. It's interesting. Brendan, you know, the Blue Jays, by trading Stroman, they've kind of handed that team over to the kids. You know what I mean? Like, they've, it really has, right? Obviously, Guerrero uh, Jr. is a, a guy that's a very intriguing player. I think he's got six multiple hit games in his last nine, uh, nine starts. they got Biggio's kid on that team. Uh, they got Bichette's kid coming. I think he just got recalled. Like, they're going full on. In the Oilers' case, under Kruger, they had started to hand the team over to Nugent Hopkins, Taylor Hall, Jordan Everly. And then the decision was made to fire Ralph Kruger. They brought in uh, Dallas Aikens. The Oilers signed Andrew Ference. So here's where I'm going to go with it. Where the, you know, was there, a, was there a half-pregnant approach at that time with the deployment of those young players? Are you saying that it was maybe too soon or they didn't fully commit to that rebuild? They, they didn't fully commit yeah. to that group. Yeah, for sure. And it's it, I understand that it's tough to do that from a, an ownership or a management perspective in a market where you're still trying to put butts in seats. The other thing is you, the general manager, right, like Tam Malini was with Kruger when the decision was made not to renew Rennie back in 2012. So Tam, they made Kruger the coach. They went with Kruger for a year. And then Mac T in like April of 2013, you know, who were his sources of information that maybe felt that too much too soon for the young players? And where did they factor into things? Just just for the guys that want to rip Dallas Aikens, because in all due respect to Dallas, it wasn't all on Dallas. And again, saying that with Mac T, there's media guys in town that thought Craig Mac T walked on water as a head coach. I wasn't one of them. I think Craig was a good coach, not a great coach. But some of those same media individuals think that Mac T was an unmitigated disaster as a general manager. I don't believe that to be the case. His first round picks in 2013 and 2014 when he was GM were Darnell Nurse and Leon Dreisettle. Those were two pretty good picks. There was some stuff that went on beyond the first round that wasn't awesome. But, you know, they still made those decisions, and he was part of those decisions. Again, you can text us at 630-630-630. All right, here we go. Uh, Bob, wrong, wrong, wrong. Petrie and Schultz failed because they were slotted wrong. You have had it when playing with a person like Ference, but the narrative goes on and on. Young players can come in and succeed, but they must be sheltered and led by respected, experienced players. Well, I think in fairness at that stage, Ference was respected, and he was experienced. just wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough to play a top. And, and Nick Schultz. And one of the things that happens sometimes with with guys like that is they don't realize they don't have that anymore. You know, the players are the first to know, but sometimes some players aren't the first to realize they need to go. <laughs> you know that they they don't have the same ability and skill set that they once had as veteran players. So they might have input impact in the room as an older veteran player, but they're incapable of actually leading because they can't perform at the same level on the ice. I mean, look at Lucic's comments out of uh, Calgary. 
And by the way, we did endeavor to get Milan on the show, and we'll, we'll continue to work on that. But he basically said, you know, like he wanted to succeed for uh, Peter and Todd, but it just didn't come to fruition for him, and it made things more difficult over time. I mean, that's a pretty solid admission uh, from Milan Lucic, who was brought in to be a top six forward. And he, a year and a half in, couldn't do it. And that's what we experienced here in Edmonton the last year and a half. So in Neil's case, I mean, it's interesting. Jack brought up the fact, look, he's had 10 year, good years and one crappy one. Folks in Calgary will say, there's no chance the Oilers win the deal. I'm not. I could see James Neal. If he, put it this way. If James Neal ends up on a line with Nygaard, who would be an, another quick guy to play in a line with McDavid, and Neal's the shooter, I could easily see James Neal scoring 20 goals again, playing there. If Patrick Maroon can score 27 goals playing with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, what do you think James Neal, as the primary shooter, a guy who has scored 40 goals in his career before, because Maroon had never scored 20 in his career before, what do you think a guy that's got the kind of release that Neal's got in Texas at 630-630, how many do you think Neil could get? If he if he plays 70 games with Connor McDavid, I'd be stunned if he didn't get 20 goals there. Because number one, that's a sign that he'd be performing well if he played that many games with McDavid. And the fact that they know each other and training with each other, come on, man. That's You don't think McDavid's not on board with this? We'll see. Again, you can text uh, 630, 630. Here you go, Bob. You say the Oilers didn't wait long enough for Schultz and Petrie, yet it seems nobody wants to wait for 21-year-old. Yes, well, Yarby. Well, there, that's a two-way street, though. Right? Because the agencies played a factor in that as well. Six degrees of separation on birth dates coming up in this day in NHL history. And we're going to tie it back to the start of the show, and we'll see whether or not Brendan can figure out what the heck I'm talking about. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 149 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now. All right, so, Brendan, we have an individual who's texting the show here. Um, with something that uh, George LaRock referenced about a former player here, okay, which George went on Twitter and admitted that he was factually wrong, okay? But this individual's texting the show and saying that... Uh, we're part of a conspiracy and a, a cover-up. Like, how, how stupid do you have to be when a uh, broadcaster has to go on Twitter and admit that he was wrong, and you're following up and not and not checking the... It, it, like, it's, it's unbelievable to me. It's really disappointing. Well, get with the program, buddy. Can we block that guy from texting the show? Can we put a... I, I mean, seriously... Like a guy puts something out, on uh, says something on his French radio show, and then within the next 48 to 72 hours has to put out a full apology, and this guy's quoting it as if it's verbatim. Like, really? Oh, man. 
be better. Let's go to the Stan Oilers history, and I will tie it back to something. Back in 1986, Bob, former Oilers defenseman Anton Belov is born in Ryazan, Russia. His only NHL season came with Edmonton in 2013-14 when he registered one goal, six assists across 57 games. He did represent Russia at the Olympics and the World Cup that year and then returned home the following season to play for SKA St. Petersburg, where he has played ever since. All right. Uh, You know who else was born on this day? 26 years of age today. Ties back to Mississippi State. Dak Prescott. Dak, did you ever see the video of him when he was in college? The spring, uh, the spring video of him that was on YouTube. It was ugly. He got jumped by a group of individuals, and uh, so they were at spring bake. I don't know if it was. In, I'm assuming it was in Florida. Maybe it was in Texas. Not sure. And he basically got assaulted, and somebody had the video of it. It was just brutal. So. There you go. Uh, regarding uh, texts uh, on James Neal, uh, Bob, I predict James Neal will break Connor Mc- or uh, Wayne Gretzky's single season goal scoring record of ninety two. Bob, quick questions: How many times will Cassian and Lucic square off in the Battle of Alberta? I don't. know. We'll see. There we go. Doesn't another text out of Grand Prairie? Uh, doesn't Kara get injured uh, every year? Why does the guy keep getting passes? Three goals. Uh, Maroon is tougher, better around the net, brings the hype, and super well liked in Oilers Town. John has texted the show. Are you concerned about Mike Smith and James Neal being very strong personalities and very opinionated who can rub teammates off the wrong ways? Thanks from John. John, have you been in the dressing room with those guys? This is uh, all right. This text comes to us from Calgary. I just got back from two weeks vacation and am tra- uh, reveling in the news of Ken Holland's first major trade. I live in Calgary and have had to listen to those radio hosts crush us for the contract. This is glorious. So he's obviously very happy that the Oilers got uh, James Neal uh, for Milan Lucic. I think Neil will get 70 points and 40 goals, says this texter out of Edmonton. JR from Calgary says Neil will have 20 by Christmas. Could you imagine if James Neil had 20 goals by Christmas? Like, I'm saying I think he's going to get 20 goals. I, I think he scores 20 for the winners this year. I, <laughs> If he gets 30, it's a home run. But I do think he'll score 20. I think 20 is a realistic number for him. Why wouldn't I think that way? He's got 10, 20-plus goal seasons in his NHL career. All right? He had a tough year in Calgary. Fair comment from those of you individuals that are saying Calgary had better puck-moving defense. And uh, it's more challenging to make it happen here. I just have a sneaking suspicion at some point James Neal is going to be the right wing for Connor McDavid. I just have that gut feel. Some might say the Oilers should play... McDavid with Neil and Leon Drysettle with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Adam says, I think Neil will get five goals against the Flames alone this year. We got a guy that's got, got some challenges here that's texting the show, Brendan. We're going to have to. We're gonna have we'll to work s- on that. We'll work, we're gonna have to send yeah. that one to HQ. 
Okay, mm-hmm. he's. I'm following it too. Okay, it's it's becoming a little concerning. All right, everybody, have a uh, wonderful Monday tonight on Inside Sports because Reed Wilkins. It's not now. It's not. It's not my crazy cousin Brian who's who's texting. Just established that because my my crazy cousin Brian has texted me over the years, and he knows how to spell. I bet. Yes, yes, he does know how to spell because this individual spell check has never been a priority in his family, evidently. Uh, Inside Sports with guest host Dave Campbell. Tonight's 6 to 8. It's the Eskimo Show. It is the Coaches Show with Jason Moss. There's more BC Lions content coming, though, with radio color analyst, analyst rather, uh, Julio Caravata. Have they fired the coach yet there or what? God, they got to be close. Is that hat on sideways still? <laughs> How about wearing that hat straight on? That might be a good start. Get your ship back. Tomorrow... Fluid show, but could be a surprise. Oh, it's Stafford Spectre for Horse Race in Alberta. Reminder, the Canadian Derby is what day? It is Sunday, August the 18th. Does that sound right? Have a wonderful Monday. So long, everybody. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan, followed by the 630 afternoon news with Jalen Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.